I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the Connect and Convert Content Club for Christian Authors. You know what? I get it. You just want to glorify God, write, connect with your readers, and earn a comfortable living. You don't want to be stuck in this never-ending cycle of planning, researching, and creating content. You know that you need to build an author platform. You've heard that again and again, but the question is how? With everything that I have on my plate, How do I do this in a way that really connects with my audience? Well, here's the good news. The Connect and Convert Content Club was created with you in mind. It's going to relieve the stress, save you time, and help you build a brand and a following quickly. So join us in the Connect and Convert Content Club. You'll find the link in the show notes to learn more, and you'll never have to worry about what to post again. As 2021 comes to a close, It's a great time to do some reflecting. Would you agree? I've been reflecting a lot about the roller coaster ride that 2021 was and what I've learned from it. And one of the things that I've learned is I want to do things differently in 2022. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm excited about everything that God has done and is doing. But I also realized that there were some things that I was doing that I need to let go of. I wonder if you can identify. You see, I've learned that a lot of my audience identifies with a term, the term high achiever. And, you know, a lot of people mistake what that means, right? That it's just achieving for the sake of achieving. And as someone who identifies with this term, I can see that because we're driven by accomplishments. But when you're a high achiever in the kingdom, it's much bigger than just accomplishments. It's about making things happen that are meaningful. And when that drives what you do, you're willing to push yourself to the limit and sometimes beyond. But you know, maybe it isn't always good to try to push ourselves beyond our limits. That's one of my takeaways from 2021. And that's why I'm excited to have with me today, Sarah Buckland, who is a self-professed high achiever and came face to face with the consequences of pushing too hard for too long. And it is my prayer that as you listen to this episode, that you will reflect on what Sarah shares about her story and how it may apply to your life. 
Yeah. God's called you to do a lot of amazing things, but he's calling you to do them in his strength, not yours. And Sarah's going to walk you through that process. Enjoy. Well, Sarah, welcome to the author spotlight and to Publishing Secrets. I'm so excited to have you here with us today to talk about your journey. It's an inspiring one. And I know that our audience is going to be blessed. So thank you for making the time to be here with us today. Thank you so much, Coach Tam. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for giving me this opportunity to share the things that God has done in my life. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. You know, as we were talking, as we were preparing for this time, I shared with you that I believe that your journey is one that a lot of people can identify with. And so I'm honored to be able to provide a platform for this message. So let's talk about it. You know, the book that we're highlighting today is Life Repurposed. You contributed a chapter to that book entitled Breakdown to Breakthroughs. And that in and of itself captures my attention. But I want to start at the beginning, Sarah. As you opened your chapter of the book, you talked about being a go-getter. And as I share with you, that's a term that I can identify with. I think a lot of high achievers can identify with. Talk to us about what that meant for you. What was your life like before, if you will? Well, okay, that's a lot to speak about. But, you know, just like a lot of persons in this 21st century, I think it's like the typical 21st century lifestyle where persons just find themselves, even just to get by, also economically, they find themselves juggling a lot of different things. So for me, I am in academia at the point um, where I started the story in the book. I was about to upgrade from my master's to my doctoral program in geography. So I was Often presenting at seminars, I was dealing with a lot of this research dissertation write-ups. So I was also involved in community ministry. So on the weekends, I was also busy. So we were, my family and I, we would be visiting elderly homes and spending time with them. And so weekdays, I'd be in academia. I was also trying to start my freelancing in writing at that point. And so doing academia in the weekdays and then having my ministry on the weekends, I was really, I hardly had much of a break, you know? So I guess people can maybe identify with that type of lifestyle in general. It might not be ministry and academia, but it's something that when you have, when you have certain aspirations as well to fulfill for me, I believe God has called me to different types of ministry. So I also look at my academic work as ministry work. It's very sometimes difficult to ignore that drive and sometimes it causes you to go on overdrive. So that was where my my life was at that time. I can't really necessarily say it's different fully now. I am a work in progress. Um, However, my perspectives have definitely shifted in terms of my priorities, which I believe we'll be speaking about later. Yeah. Yeah, it was just overflowing. My mind was overflowing. My desks were overflowing. It was just kind of chaotic, but mm-hmm. thank God for where he has brought me. Amen. That's the good news is he doesn't, he doesn't leave us where he found us. He takes us on a journey with him so that we can be transformed and be a blessing to others. So, you know, before we talk about that moment in the experience that you had, you know, one thing that stood out to me that you were careful to highlight is 
that before everything happened, you were still very committed to your time of devotion and connecting with God. But you realize now looking back that what you were doing before wasn't enough. Talk to us a little bit about why you say that, why what you were doing before wasn't quite what you needed to be focused on. Well, um, that's a very, very good question, Coach Tam. Like, all right, so how can I explain it in a way? All right, so my family is, thankfully, we're a Christian family. We're very closely bonded. So we did make sure that having our family devotions nightly was a priority. As I also mentioned, we were going out also on weekends to elderly homes in our community. So it's not like I left out God. It's not like I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be doing this all on my own. However, what I believe was lacking, there's a difference in the type of connection that you can have with God when you are in silence and not scurrying about and putting it in a routine type of fashion, not saying that we were ritualistic or anything, but there is a great difference that I have found when you slow down and be prayerful in silence to God and try to connect to God and try to listen to God. That's one of the big differences that I found. And it's the latter having your personal connection time to just reflect as well and try to revamp, realign the purposes, like what you you want to accomplish for the next day, what you've done the past week. I think it's far more um, helpful in your growth than just having ministry as part of your, you know, like a communal ministry as, okay, this is what we do. We sing and then we, we serve this. But looking at your own personal life and seeking direction at each point and slowing down, Mm-hmm. I think that's where most of my growth has come in trying to find out God's heart for me. So that's where I would believe I want to highlight the differences with where, where most Christians maybe find themselves now, you know? So that's yeah. good. That's good. So you were definitely making time, but there was a difference in the level of connection mm-hmm. and how deep that yes. was really going. So let's talk about the day that everything changed for you. Walk us through that experience. It sounds like as I read it, that it seemed like just a normal day, but it wasn't. (laughs) Right, right, right. So as I mentioned during that time, uh, it was May 2017. The actual day was May 7, 2017. It was a Sunday. So in our services, we went to three different homes as usual, and we were ministering to them. I came home, I was working on preparing for a presentation, um, another seminar, and then I actually went to bed a little bit earlier than than I would have normally done. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, <laughs> I, I think I'm doing okay with what I'm balancing, but no, sir, you were not, right? So, <laughs> right. So when I went to bed, actually that night, I soon after I went into bed, I suddenly had a very sharp pain in my left temple, the side of my head, very sharp. I've never felt it like that before. And then there was just an echo in, in I don't know how else to describe it, but I thought I was having a stroke and I was 23. So <laughs> I was just wondering, how can I, how can I be, what's happening to me? I'm young. I'm supposed to be, you know, this should not be happening. I'm, I should be having the energy to, and not having this type of sickness. So 
Um, long and short, my heart was racing. It started to beat irregularly. I started to have um, pain in my left hand. And I was just convinced that something really awful was happening. So my parents rushed into the room and they had to calm me down because I was very, I was in a shock mode. Um, Thank God we we had a sick momentometer in our home. We checked the blood pressure. It was very high that night. And then the next day, the bottom number went down to 40. That's very, very low. In normal range is 60 to 80. So it was very, very low. And so for the weeks ensuing that, I... A three-minute conversation would actually get me exhausted. I had to be in bed most of the time. I had to do an ECG, several blood tests. And I mean, that was a shock to me because as you heard, I was very young. And my, my <laughs> that moment really changed everything. So in those weeks, I was forced to step back from my work. I was forced to just sit back and I had to be lying down and just staring at the roof and wondering, okay, Lord, I don't know what happened. I don't know, but all of these trophies that I had, (laughs) they don't mean anything. And the next day is not guaranteed. You know, sometimes as young people, even because now most people even live over, over 80, right? So it's something that we just take life for granted. And that's one thing that I learned that no matter if you're in your youth, you can't take life for granted. We have to realize that we are not guaranteed or even what people take for granted in, in our lives, right? So um, one Bible passage that really stood up to me that time was, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it except the Lord watch the city, the watchmen watch in vain, right? So for me, some people might see that scripture as being, okay, um, does that mean that I don't, that means that what I do doesn't really matter. But why I took comfort in that scripture was I realized that I didn't have to work as hard as I thought I had to because more successes really depend on God. God can take our breath away. God is the one that blesses our success or our efforts and you can try all you want to build your house and to you know go towards your goal but if God is not there in the midst it's not that he wasn't in my life but if he is not if he doesn't that he's really the formula he's really the key ingredient to the success so I learned about that priority prioritizing and taking care of my health being a good steward to the body that God gave me, because even though, okay, it's good to be a go-getter, but if you don't have your health, you won't be able to accomplish or be effective in the work that you do, even in your ministry, right? So it's excellent to be ministry-oriented and to be also goal-oriented in your other career paths. But one thing we have to remember as Christians is that it's very important to just realize that you must not be self-reliant. So as I have mentioned, you know, we are used to in the 21st century to be saying, okay, yes, we can do it. We believe in yourself, but it's good to know, have the confidence that you can do all things, but through Christ and know that you should not be self-reliant and you don't push yourself beyond your limit, know your limits and be humble because, (laughs) Really, nothing comes from you, even with all your hard work, the energy that you get comes from God Mm -hmm. and everything that you do 
is dependent on God. So, I mean, I could talk yeah. a lot about what I learned, but, you know, it was just really a turning point, a great turning point. I'm grateful to God that I'm still around to tell it. Thank God that the tests did not, the medical tests that I did, they, they didn't really show anything that was, you know, debilitating or life-threatening, but apparently it was just a real, just a breakdown. So one of the other things that I, I have found is that, through suffering, the painful experience, I would not have gotten this type of crystal perspective if I didn't go through that. So when people ask about why would God allow suffering, sometimes if I didn't get something like that, it could have been worse down the road. So I believe that God sometimes puts sufferings in our lives that are not, they're like just a, a like how our pain receptors warn us that something worse might be coming. Mm-hmm. It's something that we, it actually shows the goodness of God rather than mm-hmm. showing um, that God doesn't exist or anything because, you know, I, I, I mean, I would not have, <laughs> I would not have realized. Um, and I think it could have been too late because I have relatives that have had heart attacks and died um, before their real prime. So um, it's really Something that you have to really pay attention to, God puts things in our path, sometimes obstacles, sometimes sufferings for a better purpose that we can actually realign to where he wants us to go. I love that perspective, you know, is that it was actually his grace and mercy that something happened at that moment in time before it had gotten so bad, right, that the outcome would have been very different. And uh, mm-hmm. sometimes like, you're right. Sometimes it's hard to, to imagine that things could have been worse, but in, in that reality, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. could. And so mm-hmm. it was, it's almost like, uh, as you were talking, I think of it as a, as an early warning system. It was like <laughs> yes. saying, Hey, let me get your attention here so that you have an opportunity to course correct I mean, here's what, here's what I hear too, is, is it's because I have something more for you to do, right? This isn't yeah. it. There's yeah. more that you need to do. There's more lives that need to be impacted. And so I need you to take a step back perhaps so that you can have what you need to go the distance. And somebody listening to us right now might need that reminder. God has more in store for you. He knows that you're capable of so much more than you even know that you are capable of. And as Sarah has shared, like you've got to be healthy in order to be able to fulfill that purpose. So trust God. I think that's what I'm hearing from you is, is trust God that he's going to do his part. He's going to do what he needs to do. And it's really not so much what we do anyway. (laughs) We think it is. And we certainly have a part to play because it's not all on God, but there is such thing as doing too much. And that's a great yes. reminder yeah. for all of us. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about the breakthrough. This was certainly a valley experience that you went through, but the good news is that there were some positives on the other side of it. It almost reminds me of, and it doesn't happen often, but you know, when you have that really good rain and then you see the rainbow, it's like, oh, oh yes. there's something special yeah. about those rainbows. And so, you know, as I think about your experience, I'm like, there is a rainbow. You went through all of that, but there were also some blessings on the other side. Talk to us about what that was like for you. 
Yeah, definitely. So as you mentioned, when you're going through that experience, because I I had to take each day at a time in the recovery process, and I would have never imagined. Sometimes it just seems like that is that is what's going to be in a foreseeable future, but God sees. So number one is that your suffering is not forever. So even in the darkest moments, you you know, you just have to maintain that hope that God will come through. So that's what I saw in my life. I mean, that happened in May 2017. And by October 31, between October to early December 2017, that's within about six months, I upgraded to my PhD. I won um, the Prime Minister's National Youth Award for Excellence in Academics by God's Grace. I also won another competition, national level competition. I, I mean, I, I was just like, this is happening. All of this is happening. And I, I just a few months ago, I thought I was going to die. But, you know, God, God knows how to situate things to show, okay, you know, after a valley, there is an uphill. But in it all, even without, you know, mentioning those specific accomplishments, I, I really, again, wanted to say the suffering gave a new perspective. And I think that is one of the biggest breakthroughs from that So the purpose of me going through that was to help me to realign my priorities as one, to, you know, be grateful for each day, not take things for granted, not, you know, push myself too hard, which I'm still trying to learn. So I'm I'm just going to be transparent. But I'm telling you that if you're going through a, a rough time now, it might seem like it will never end because usually any dark tunnel that you go through in a, that season, I've been through several of them, whether it's 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 financial hardships or grief processes in our family. But sometimes it does, it seems like there's no light, but I'm telling you that God has proven himself so much in my life that I can just speak um, one experience after another of rejections that God just rewards so much. And, you know, his promises are that if we are in him, all things will work together for good to them that love the Lord, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And it's not just theoretical, you know. So I was telling Coach Tam earlier before as well about some failed interviews that I've had. I would say about 65% of my interviews, I've when I counted the most interviews, I've been shortlisted to and then I never got a call back. And persons who, you know, were less qualified got through. And I had got, I had been punctual. I had, you know, dressed myself well for the interview and everything. But it was just a closed door. God had a different purpose for me. And I ended up getting better opportunities at the end of the day than I would have had if those came through before. And so I just wanted this to be an encouragement, you know, that if you're going through a rough time, it's not the end. There is a breakthrough after a breakdown, just like, you know, the proverb says, after the storm comes a calm. It's not just theory. So yeah, that's just how God works. And I just wanted to share an encouragement. That's why I have written in this book. Yeah. No, thank you for doing that. You're right there. When you're going through that experience, it seems like it's game over. There's no way to recover. And, and even as believers, I think it's important to say, even as believers, the enemy can convince us if we are not careful Mm -hmm. that this is it because he is the deceiver. That's his job. So his job is to actually embellish that situation and to make it seem bigger than it is 
to mm-hmm. make it seem bigger than God, our problems to seem bigger than God. And so staying anchored in that perspective that you shared that, hey, even though this experience is not going how I thought it would, or maybe even how I thought it should based on my credentials and experience and all of that, just keeping that perspective that God has a bigger plan. God has a bigger plan. We don't know the details of that plan. He can can see so much more than we can see. And so our limited perspective sometimes plays tricks on us a little bit. It has us thinking that things are going to happen a certain way, and that's really not God's plan at all. So that's really great for us to talk about. And I heard you mention this season of rejection that (laughs) you've experienced with the interviews. And I know from our conversation that it's not just with interviews, it's also with writing too. So there was one particular experience that really stood out to me when you were talking about, you know, how hard that you had worked on some writing and that writing, unfortunately, was rejected. And I know that there are so many writers and authors that are listening to us right now that can totally identify with that. You know, maybe they've submitted something to be featured on a blog, or they've submitted a manuscript hoping to get it picked up by a publisher or an agent, and they've gotten that rejection letter or email. You've been there. So talk to us about your experiences with rejection and how you've handled that. How do you process that so that it doesn't end up stopping you? Yeah. So I, as a background, I also have a career in academia. So Um, Some of my writings are, we submit to peer review journals, and there's a very rigorous review process with multiple reviewers. And um, I remember my first paper, this was my very first one. So that was my first taste of that process. I spent about three years writing that paper. And then I submitted to this journal that I thought was aligned to the topic that I wrote on. Waited for some months and then I received that rejection and I was really disappointed. You know, spending three years on a manuscript is not easy to just get that rejection, especially as your first taste. Then you wonder, wow, um, am I really cut out for this? You know, but as a Christian, I, I really just try to tap into the word and knowing that God must have a purpose. The, the rejected interviews came before that. So I've had that experience. So thank God. Those experiences helped to feed my faith in that situation. I also got some advice from my supervisor trying to reassure me because he was very much involved in looking. He was reviewing it before I submitted it. And he was just saying that probably it's the writing style because that journal had a different writing style from the one that I I was very heavily quantitative, meaning using a lot of statistics in my reporting, while that journal was heavily qualitative, very descriptive and such. So more on a narrative type of of writing style. But so I was just saying, okay, all right, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up, even though how hard it was on me. But, you know, as I've mentioned before, the rejections can be stepping stones. And so After making some changes to the article still, because we did get reviews from actual specific comments, they helped to further improve my article. And I actually submitted it to another journal and it had a higher site score. That journal was more acclaimed than the one that was got rejected. Mm -hmm. And so that journal actually accepted the article. And, you know, I'm just having to say that 
for God to enable that process to cause me to go to get a better outcome, a more highly cited journal, I think is another testimony of how God can use these trials, these disappointments then Mm -hmm. as stepping stones. And so just a word, just not to give up, even when you, you feel like there is not another path, you don't know why this is happening, you worked so hard, you prayed over it, and it still didn't seem to actually get the result that you wanted. But you know, it's not a theory, it is practice that God really does look out for his own. And well, he loves everyone. But I mean, we have a special promise as Christians that he will work everything out for our good. So definitely, that's another part of my story that I'm very privileged to share with you. Yeah, so many testimonies. Again, you know, it it could be easy to see that as a closed door, meaning this should be the end. Like maybe this isn't the path that God has for you. And it really was just God's way of redirecting you to something that was better. We do have to discern, you know, it's it's important to discern about whether it is the right time or whether it's the right place or if it's at all what you're supposed to be doing. So I just encourage people to always be in prayer about whatever disappointment or whatever decision you're going to make, be in prayer for God to guide you along to know what's the next step, because it's not that it's always going to be that, yes, this is what you were supposed to do. But many times it's not necessarily that it's not the right thing, but it's just not necessarily the right venue or the right place. So we just have to do seek God's guidance in a real way. So yeah. Coming to God personally and really trying to listen, not just be led by our emotions or desires. That's so good. And it ties in right to what we were talking about earlier. There was a difference between your time with God pre-breakdown versus after. And, you know, we want to take that same mindset, that same rigor when things happen, regardless of what that thing is. Yes. yes. We've got to take it to God and say, God, I'm not sure what I should be doing with this. Help me to understand what you want me to do next. And sometimes it may be, you know, persevere, keep going. And sometimes it may be, Hey, I need you to go in a different direction. Sometimes he may say, you know what? This isn't it. There Mm -hmm. is no like guaranteed. (laughs) Yeah. Path, yeah. Right. It's about spending time with him to figure out what he would have us to do. Definitely. You know, um, I, one of my lessons I, I've been learning in my life is to know, try and figure out the path that God has for you, because there are many distractions as well. We can tend to compare ourselves with others, with their accomplishments, for example. And then we we have a different purpose in our God has, you know, The Apostle Paul speaks about the church as being a body. Not everybody can be an eye. Not everyone can be an ear. So while we are distracted by what other people are accomplishing that we would want to do, we need to listen to know, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Because what happens if you don't fulfill your purpose, then the body is not functioning as it should in optimal level. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I've learned too. You've learned so much and so young. (laughs) And in some ways, I think that's good, right? Because now you have the rest of your life with that perspective very early. But so thank you for sharing your wisdom. You're full of wisdom already. Let's talk a little bit about how the audience can learn more about you, about your chapter in life repurposed. There may be someone that, that needs 
to go deeper into this story, or there may be someone that's listening. It's like, oh, I need to get that for so-and-so in my life that needs to hear it. So Sarah, talk to us about how the audience can stay up to date with what you're doing and where they can get a copy of the book. Okay. Thanks so much for the opportunity. So you can connect with me via my website, sarah, com, And you'll see a tab, Life Repurpose. You just click on that tab on the website and it will take you to a Google form where you can actually make your order. And there are online payments options available there. In addition to my story, this is actually you get a lot of what Jamaicans would call brata. Brata means you get, <laughs> you get more, much more than You're you teaching you me. I'm learning. For. Yeah, yes, I'm learning. Brata. <laughs> so um, this book is actually a compilation, not only of my story, but there are actually 33 other women who share their stories of, you know, different trials, whether family struggles, other in, like infertility, doubt, fear, even human trafficking, depression. So there's so much to learn. And it's not just stories. One of the things I really love about this book is that after each chapter, we have a reflection and action points. So it's something that we would want you not to just hear of what we have experienced, but how can we really apply it in, how can you apply it in your life? as you go through your own struggles as well. But in addition to that, part proceeds actually go towards Destiny Rescue, which is an international charity that works with law enforcement in rescuing children from human trafficking. So you can find out more about them at destinyrescue.org. And yeah, so I hope that you'll also support this project that we are, that I'm involved in. So Thank you, Sarah, for sharing that. I pray that those that are watching us or listening to us will head on over to your site, check out these inspiring stories. And to your point, the goal is not just for you to be inspired, but for you to be transformed. So take the time to take those reflection questions to heart, allow God to speak to you and share with you what he would like you to take away from those experiences. It's hard to believe this time it goes by so fast, right? We just It feels like we just started talking. And now here we are preparing to wrap up. But, you know, before we end every interview, Sarah, I always like to have our guests share their number one piece of advice. You know, there are are many writers that are going to be listening to this, many authors that are listening to this, and they've had their bouts with rejection, with fear, with not being sure what God's plan is for them. And you are uniquely positioned to be able to give some insight into that based on your own journey. So what final words would you share with the writers and authors that are listening right now? All right. So I'm going to encapsulate mine with three P's so that we can remember. So my first P is priorities. Second P is purpose. Third P is persevere. So first thing, keep your eyes on God all throughout the process. It's very important. We have all have highs and lows in our lives that we shouldn't forget God in our high moments. And we should definitely not lose sight of God's bigger plan in our low moments. So as I mentioned, whether you're going through rejection or health challenges or any other thing, know that God works everything out for good to them that love the Lord. He has a purpose in everything. And I, my life is a testimony of that. And it's not, <laughs> I keep on saying it's not theoretical. It's something that it's, when you have a lived experience, it's like the Bible just comes out to life even more. So yeah, he's faithful to work out everything for our own good, no matter how devastating or 
whatever comes in our in our life. And so the last piece, persevere. Persevere in faith. Just keep trusting God. Persevere towards your dreams, but always be balanced in everything. And he will let everything come to pass in a way that you'll never imagine. So wow, I love that. Three Ps. See, yes. you're teaching even through your time with us. You're giving us a memorable way to take to heart everything that you've shared with us. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us today. And we wish you God's best as you move forward. Very much appreciate it. Thanks so much as well. God bless your ministry as well, Coach Tam. And ever much appreciate this time. Just to um, also ask if you want to follow my ministry as well. I have an apologetics youth-based ministry called Chosen to Glow. Glow is an acronym that means God leading our way, go light our world. And we are actually embarking on a new mentorship program. It's an international mentorship for um, teaching youth how to defend their faith with confidence. Because uh, if I may share just a brief brief story here, um, you know, when I just entered college, that was the most atheist that I've ever encountered. There are statistics that actually say 80% of youth in church leave the church by college age. And so when I had that experience, I, you know, just transitioning from high school to university, I realized that there's definitely a need for persons when they receive challenges to their faith to know that it's not blind. Christian faith is not blind. It's actually real life. And so our ministry seeks to equip persons and connect them with mentors to help them in that Christian journey, to let them develop skills to whether it is debate skills or writing skills, what things to actually publicly defend the faith of Christ. So you can find Chosen to Glow Ministry on YouTube, just type in Chosen to Glow Ministries or on Facebook, the same handle at Chosen to Glow Ministries. Thanks so much, Coach Tam. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And to the work of Christian Authors Network. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for the mission that, for answering the call that God has for you in so many different areas. And I just can't wait to see what God does next. Thank you so much. Continue to keep us in prayer. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.